What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Action Only Podcast with me, your host, Jalal Wilson. And today I have a special guest on Samantha Grace. Now we're going to talk today about how she scaled her janitorial business from zero to six figures. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about what led her to even make that decision. She just said in the podcast that she just up and quit one day. was like, I'm about to go do this. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would have been able to do that. But we're going to talk about what led her to those circumstances. And we're also going to talk about the importance of having big goals. Because she has a big goal she's trying to reach in the next eight months. And I'm like, it's crazy. And we're going to talk about that today and so much more. Parenting, what she's learned about parenting, biggest lesson in business, all of that is going to be covered today on the podcast with Samantha Grace. So you don't want to miss this. Tune in now. All right. Again, it's Jalal Wilson with the Action Only Podcast. Start the show with a quote. And today's quote is, be a first rate version of yourself not a second-rate version of someone else. Mm. And that quote is by Judy Garland. A lot of times we see other people doing things and we want to duplicate what they're doing or try to be like them. But the best thing we can do for ourselves is be the best version, the first-rate version of ourselves, because that's going to get us farther in life. And we don't always know what that person went through to get where they're at, to do what they're doing. So focus on being you. Who Samantha is, and what is what is Samantha outside of the business stuff? What is Samantha? I know outside of the business stuff. I think I am. I think I'm like a five year old in this big body. Like I'm just like excited and ready to take everything on. You know, super resilient, still loving no matter what happens, and. And just going into life kind of with, uh, what do you say, like, not, not with, like, blinders on to where I can't see, but, but do On Facebook, you you say what you you say what you think. You know, you 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 are an open book. You are sitting, <laughs> there, you know, you're um, you're inspiring people. You're you're just giving out that good energy, right? And I guess my my first thing I want to understand is you have all these things going on. How do you how do you first? How did you decide? With the the janitorial business now five years five years old like yes twenty eight days it turns five years old I'm counting that is up. amazing <laughs> I'm so excited. let's talk about the story that led you there like how did you like would you sit at the house one day and it's like you know what open up a janitorial business like how did that how did this whole thing come about so basically I was in property management and mm-hmm. I was pregnant with my youngest son he's he's starting or he just turned six. Um, I was pregnant with him, and I knew that I was going to be a single mom, and I knew the job that I had or the field that I had chosen, which is property management, is more like on-call, right? Like, you work during the day, but you also have to be available for the residents or maintenance or whoever, and 
I knew that my, in my situation, I didn't have that. So I didn't think it was something that I could be in more control of my time because I also don't have like family here, right? Like my mom or my grandma or aunt, somebody to watch the kids for me or pick them up. It was literally me. And so, so I knew I had to figure something out. And in property management, I see all the invoices, right? So I saw the invoices that those cleaners were sending. And I'm like, I know how to clean. Like, <laughs> If there's anything I know how to do, I know how to clean. And so one day I just, I woke up and I said, I'm going to do it. And I quit my job literally the same day. And I just did it. So you made, you, you made it, you made your mind up. Yep. And quit the same day. You didn't go home and be like, I'm going to sleep on this. You made a decision and, and left. And I had to go all in. Wow. That's the five wow. in me, that one track mind. I can only do one thing at time. <laughs> yeah. Do one thing at all. Yeah, wow. That is amazing. Like, you know, that is amazing. Okay, so you make that decision. What is the what does the next year look like? What is the the process? Had you had have you had any um any type of business experience before then? No business experience. Um, so the next year was, you know, it was real. I, I chose to send my youngest son to live with my mom in South Carolina for a couple months um, because up and quitting your property management job means that you have to move because I lived on site. So mm-hmm. it means you have to move within, you know, two weeks or whatever the time frame is. So I chose to send my youngest son to stay with my mom. Uh, in South Carolina, he was there for like six months or something while I while I was building coastal, trying to move or whatever. Um, then my oldest son, he just stayed here, you know, with his dad and I could get him on the weekends or whatever. I was pretty much renting a room from someone. And then I finally got an apartment, you know. Yeah, it was definitely it was right about six months because I started coastal in February. And then I got I didn't get like a place, an apartment somewhere to live until like August. And so I, in between then, you know, I kind of just had to hustle. I had my first contract. My first construction contract was in Bellevue and the room I was staying in was in Tacoma. So construction hours are 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. So that means I had to be up, you know, at like 3.30 to make it to work on time Um, and then come back and just do it, do it all over again. Um, But once I got my place and my son came back, that contract was over and I had a couple more contracts closer. So I would just try to like clean while he was at daycare or, you know, if someone could watch him, I did it like that. Wow. That is crazy. So you had, you sent off your son. You're like, okay, I, I don't have anything set up. I know I made this decision. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything set up right now. This I'm going to, I'm going to send my son to my mom. For, for six months, I'm gonna send my other son to his dad. Yeah. While I try to get this off of the ground, did you ever during that time period? Because I I know that had to be tough as a mom. Did you ever during that time period? Did you did you ever doubt yourself and, and question whether you made the right decision? No, I never. I never doubted or questioned whether I made the right decision. Um, I struggled is because again that five year old did me right. Like I try to see. The good, even though you can see what's there, you try to see the good in people. And, and I think my main, even, even to this day, you know, I've learned a lot in this, in this last year of business. Um, But when people show you who they are, believe them. Right. And so 
that was the main in the first six months, I would say the hurt that came with people trying to take advantage of what I didn't know was the biggest lesson. But I never doubted myself as being able to execute on the dream that I had. Wow. Wow. So it was a lot of, you know, uh, bumps, like you said, people trying to take advantage of what you didn't know. Right. And that's, you know, and that's always the gap between where we want to be is what we don't know. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, so that's, oh, wow. Okay. So you, you survived, you survived the first year and then you, you're now in year five. What do you think the, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned from, from, cause you scaled it from zero, literally zero. <laughs> six figures. What is that? What is that lesson? What is the biggest lesson you learned during that period of time to go from there all the way to where you are now? I think the biggest lesson I've learned is that relationships matter. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not the, the negative relationships, right? Your positive relationships truly, truly will save you, help you grow, inspire you. You know, it's like people think I'm out inspiring. It's because my circle, right? I'm inspired daily by the relationships that I've been able to build because of the business, the people I would have never met if I didn't make this choice in my life. So I think the the most important thing is really that, that you know, people say like the top five people, the five people closest to you are who you become. I think that that's very real and that's my that it's my biggest like lesson and and being able to trust getting out of the imposter syndrome right and just being real like I don't know or I do know or I want to do this I want to do that you know my newest goal is and I came up with it two weeks ago because I lost a pretty big contract right and so um and they called literally the day before Christmas but it's okay um but my new goal is to get coastal to $120,000 a month well to do that you have to talk, you have to know people. And so, you know, I think I show so much gratitude to my circle because when I told my circle, because I was going to keep it a secret and then I just have a big mouth. So I said it, you know, when I told my circle, they were like, that's what we love about you. You're always reaching for the stars. Let's go. Let's get it. How can we help? Mostly have businesses, right? So that means they're trying to get coastal out there. They're posting coastal. They're asking, you know, their friends, can Sam come clean your house? Like not Sam literally, but you know, can can Coastal come clean your house? Well, Wally, can Coastal clean your business? Can you know marketing for me? And I think that that's the biggest lesson that I had to learn to open up and trust um, in the right way. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't want to scoop past that. We're talking zero. I'm I'm living. I I I gotta send my kids off. I don't have a place to live. Right. To five years later. We're talking about, I'm trying to, um, my new goal is 120000 a month. We're not going to skip past that and act like that's a small thing. Like that is, you know, I really want people to catch that. When you, you're going to have these ups and downs, and we're going to, I, I want to talk about something next. We're going to have these ups and downs in life. But the thing that you did was you decided. And once you decided, you just did. Mm-hmm. And you 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 learned things along the way and you put the right people around you. Yeah. And I don't want people to miss that. You're not going to know everything when right. it's time for you to start. But you got to just make the decision 
that I'm going to start. And then start. You have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to require some sacrifices. Yeah. It requires some sacrifices for you. Some things that have happened in your life. Yeah. You know, have hurt you, that have changed you. And how do you still find the strength to like keep going? That, that, you know, childlike existence, right? Sometimes it's a gift and sometimes it's a curse. But in this instance, it's an absolute gift because, you know, you think like you, you have kids, right? Most people have been around kids, you know. My my five-year-old, though, he's six now. You know, he has a bad day at wrestling practice. He doesn't quit. Mm-hmm. He, he goes and he's like, I'm still going to be the best wrestler in the world, right? Because that's what he wants and he doesn't see the obstacles. He doesn't see how he's going to get to practice and all that. And I think that that has been how I continue. You know, I'm real about my mental health, right? If I have rough days, I'm real about it. But I think that I always ultimately create a new, a new thing to reach for. Right. And, and that's, that's what it is. It's just that, that childlike existence, you know, I always like, who says, I, I want to make $120,000 a month with my business, you know, 30% profit margins by August. Well, currently, you know, with the couple of losses that you took at the end of the year, you're looking at about 25000 So how are we going to get there? You know, but that's, that's all I see is it's not about the opposite. It's about I'm going to get to 120000 and that's it. And that's, I think, how how it's how I've done it, right? Like, even with my kids outside of business, Something I struggle with, I said, is being late, right? So I'm going <laughs> to get my kids to school on time and that's it. That means if we're going and I am still in slippers and left my glasses at the house, we need to be in that car by 9.09 to make it there by 9.20 so that I don't have to walk you guys in the office anymore. Okay? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, <laughs> it's just like knowing like boom, 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 it's, that's it. That's a, uh, that child, like, we often forget, you know, even what we did as children, you know, that we we crawled before we could walk. Yeah. You know, we, we fell down, we got back up, and we never told ourselves, hey, you know what? I tried this walking thing once. I just... It's not I'm good. good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> we said, hey, I see this person walking, yeah. I can walk. Yeah. Figure it out until I can walk. And then once we started walking... Then we're like, ah, I'm not satisfied with just this. I'm going to learn how to run. Now I got to run, yeah. Yep. And then we added it. Every time you turn around, where'd it get? Yeah. Gone. So I, I think we tend to forget that yeah. experience, you know, when we're, when, we're, when we're going through life. Right. So the, we just spoke about being a mom. So how do you feel like you balance the demands of being a successful entrepreneur and the demands of being a, a mother. How do you how do you think you find the balance, or how do you try to balance it? Yeah, so I would say when it comes to my parenting style, I include my kids in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some people agree, some people don't, but you know, um, I include my kids in everything because that's the time that we get to spend together, right? Whether I'm working because they've been on job sites, they've literally been on construction sites, you know, like while I'm working. Um, And then things that they like to do, you know, even 
it's challenging because it's real, right? When you when I have payroll due and I don't know if the checks are going to come in time and then I still have to schedule jobs, not to get jobs and meet these goals, answer this client's question, whatever, whatever. And my son, I promised my son I would spend 30 minutes building this Lego set. I still have to say, you know what, like this is this time's important. He does what I want him to do. So I should do at least this little bit of what he wants to do, you know. Um, and so that's kind of like how we do it. My kids, they both have different likes. So my youngest, he likes to cook. Right. So when I when I cook, you come cook with me. You know, my oldest, he loves to shoot basketball. So we now have two basketball hoops in the house. Uh, <laughs> like that's supposed to be outside. And then the door went, you know, and we just, and it's downstairs. So we're all kind of in, and we kind of just make it work. And um, one thing I know, and and my kids will probably say too, right? We're all our own humans. So they're my kids, but they're their own people. And I respect them very much as that. And they respect me very much as my own person. And I think that is the ultimate of how we make it, make it work. You know, they're not just my kids. They're their own people. And Whatever their needs are, they tell me, and whatever my needs are, I let them know too. So yeah, I think that's a, that's amazing. Treating like you know, just recognizing that that hey, these they are their own people, and they are going to grow up and be whoever they are going to be. So understanding from a young age that hey, I can tell you what my what I can tell you what my needs are will make it more likely that they'll be able to be able to communicate those yeah. needs later on in life to other people and that way they can build more sustainable relationships because everybody I mean both parties feel comfortable telling the other person for themselves they need. one of the things I really struggled with as a kid was show and still as an adult but I'm better now showing my emotions. You know, mm-hmm. feeling safe with my mom, with my grandma to say like this is I'm not okay. You know, mm-hmm. and so it has helped me through adulthood with business and, and going into rooms and not being OK, but still being able to show up. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't want that for my kids. Right. I want them to how you said, like, people know what I'm going through. They know where I'm at and, you know, what's up with me. But it's because I posted and I'm, I'm real about it and I still show up. Right. I don't want to have to hide to show up. And I don't want that for my kids. You know, um, when the when the contract called the day before Christmas and they, they had to cancel because. It's a real estate firm and the real estate market is, you know, making these changes or whatever. They had to make their immediate change. You know, that that contract was thousands. It was a that was a good amount of money. And and so I, I began to cry, right? And with just my kids, we're about to go to Target. And I just I just stopped the car and I just cried. You know, and they heard the call. And and my oldest, you know, he sat there for a minute. He's very he's more like observant. And my youngest, you know, he he gets by me. He's like rubbing my chest, and he's like, "Mommy, you have to breathe. You have to breathe. Mommy, you have to breathe. I'm I'm here with you. You have to breathe." And and I calmed down, and I started that <laughs> again, you know. And and he's yeah. like, he's like, "It's because you're not breathing, Mom. I'm here to protect you. You're not breathing." He's rubbing my chest, you know. And finally, I calm down, and I look over, and my oldest son, he's calculating. He's he's real smart. He's he's gonna be an entrepreneur. He already, you know, that's his thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's like. How much was that contract? How much are our bills a month? Okay. And we get out of the car. And he's he's not really saying anything. He said the only thing he said is, I'm just because I was like, we're gonna be okay. I'll just have to like take over one of my other contracts and work. It'll be every night I have to work for a little bit. And he's like, uh-uh, my mom's not working. And so like going back to cleaning all the time, right? He's like, I don't want that. So we get out the car and he's like, I'm gonna save ten thousand dollars. I think I could save ten thousand dollars by the end of next month. 
And I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, you don't have an income. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have an income. Right. But he's so he's so confident. I said that to say, like, you know, my youngest son is six years old and he was able to show up for me emotionally and be not just strong, but that was a very vulnerable moment, right? For him to even show like, mom, I'm here to protect you. It's good, you know? And then for my oldest, you know, still to this day, he's like adding up his little savings, you know, and he's like, now it's a thousand. And he's, I'm 27% of the way there. I'm 30%, you know, I'm like, that's cool. You know, and that's why I want them to see everything and be who they are, because I would never get to see that in them if I hid me from them. Because that's my parenting style. That's how we balance. (laughs) We just keep it real. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I think... Like you said, exposing them to the the business side, that's how entrepreneurs are born. Yeah. You know, being able to see it, being able yeah. to see it, especially when you when you see it from a young age, I think you look at the world differently because you're looking at the world like, where's the opportunity? Yeah. Instead of, you know, how do I consume? How can I you know, fit okay, in? There's an opportunity here. You know, what am I going to do? And once you got yeah. the numbers, you can understand the numbers, man. Yeah. You better watch out for him. He's going to be out there. He's, he understands numbers. And he's, he's already, that's, you got to understand the margins. So that's amazing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, just them being exposed to that, I think is, is, is yeah. really amazing. I, I like that. Um, and it's, it's interesting. Like you said, you shared that that's a hard moment, you know, to hear. I mean, to, hard situation to go through right before Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Right. The day before Christmas, you know, you get the call. So I know that was tough. And just, uh, you know, you also let them see, like, there's going to be some ups and there's going to be mm-hmm. some downs in, in, in business. Right. And so I, I think that's an amazing, you know, that's amazing for them to see. Um, yeah. I saw something on your Facebook that I, I, really liked and I want you to kind of um what what inspired you to I mean what made you say this or I want to kind of hear your okay. a little bit more of your thoughts around there. You say any business set up like a hustle cannot obtain sub- sustainable success. Systems and goals. You should be thinking five, ten and twenty years out. Next month will come and so will those bills. It's important we think future than right now as an entrepreneur. Why is that so important? Gosh, I think because to me, it's so important to think long term um, because I want to be able to like enjoy my life. Right. I don't always and I think everyone should. I don't always want to be in the hustle of, you know, as much as I'm thankful for this moment right now, of my new goal or whatever. Once I once I hit that. 120,000, you know, that there's reasons for that, right? I can get a nanny, I can get meal prep service, you know, I can make sure that I have like a constant house cleaner. There's certain things that I can do with that money that will give me more freedom, right? If I chose to just, my bills are $5,000 a month, I need to make 6000 you know, and I'm doing that every month. Where's the true growth? Like, where's the freedom in my life? Because at the end of the day, Anybody could say whatever they want. This is America. We could do whatever we want here. You know, we could be free. You know, we could be choose. Maybe we have the choices to be free and do whatever we want. So why would I continue to be a slave to money? And that's it. That's my own. That, mm. At the end of the day, that's my mm. own choice. That's my own being. When I could take, you know, right now, I'm figuring out systems. Right? I want to. I want to add Airbnb service. 
and management. That's totally different than what Coastal has ever done, which means that I have to create systems for that. Once I've created the system, all I have to do is plug and play the people in place. All I have to do is plug and play the clients in place. I don't have to sit up there and go knocking on doors or tell my kids, oh, sit in the car for 10 minutes while I go, you know, pass out these flyers or whatever, because I've been there, right? And I see people continue to do that. And I think, like, it's cool you have a passion, you know, you, you hustle your passion, whatever. But if you're going to, if it's something that you want to do to ultimately create freedom for yourself, then why are we treating it like it's like it's nothing more than hustle? I think that's so important because a, a lot of us, we, we, if you look at social media, it is this, this hustle, this hustle, right. um, we live in this hustle. I don't know what the other word there is, but that's all these promoted. I'm hustling, yeah. doing this. I'm hustling, doing that. And what you're saying is, Hey, you know what? You're not just, your life shouldn't consist of just a hustle. You need right. to put some systems in place so you can actually create some freedom yeah. in your life to be able to do these other things and you're using you're saying basically money is a tool right and you're trying to use that tool to create more freedom not just spend every day hustling for it exactly and then you don't want to get to enjoy it yeah 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 because i don't want to get up me for sure you know i don't want to get up i'm definitely yeah. don't want to be getting up at eight o'clock in the morning okay you guys i, I don't know if you saw that post that kind of like people were like what and like i'm not a morning person i do not answer my phone for 11 o'clock like do not even try to call or text me you know yeah. but i'll be up at night so i don't want to have to be in a life where my schedule's controlled and all that because then i'm not going to be the best sam that that i love and that i get to like and that everybody loves and gets you know i don't no <laughs> No. <laughs> so yeah, just, just take the time. But you know yourself, and that's the beautiful part. You know yourself. Yeah. You know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. So you're trying to create a life that you're taking action to create a life that works for you. Right. 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 So yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Now. I saw another post on your uh-huh. uh, Facebook page and it was talking about how, uh, you know, instead of, you know, what's up, what you doing? You need to, uh, Hey, this is where I'm at. I'm a, can I send coffee or, you yeah. know, what a, you know, try to be more of a, <laughs> what is that? Try to, you're like saying be help, more, you know, uh, if, you go, exactly if you want to get my attention, about, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, because, you know, yeah. I just think, like, if any relationship, I think I put it more towards because, you know, my DMs, what's up, what's up, what's up? Like, man, do you know what's up? I'm trying to get to this goal. Do you know somebody that needs their house cleaned? Like, do you know? You know what I mean? like, big, and can you help me? Because I got to get to, I got to close 5,000 today before my son gets out of school because I got to cook dinner. So if you want to have a conversation with me, then maybe you should send dinner and I'm going to have time to talk for 15 minutes. You know, and it's not like that, but it's like, any friendship, you know, with, with, with my friends, with people that I care about, you have to see like where the need is in their life. And for me, I, I'm able to produce, right? Like I am a producer, right? Like I am, I'm really good at it, right? I'm really good at become, figuring out how to make this move, make that shake and whatever. But that doesn't mean that I'm good at being, uh, what do you, my grandma always teased me. She says, cause I cooked on Thanksgiving. She's like, not my grand, my granddaughter being domestic. You know, I'm not good at whatever that, like a home person. I don't even know what it's called. I don't even know what's not me. I don't even know. <laughs> and so, you know, those areas, like, 
help help where you see the need if you really care about a person if you really want that person in your life then that little investment will be worth it and if that seems anything other than an investment to you then you you're not the person to be around me anyway so i'm still saying how i feel you know because okay. you're married you know, uh, all right when you're courting someone or any friendship you have you know you have mm-hmm. to put that like what it's not even about what makes me special to you, but do what what makes you feel like I'm special to you? Show me where you see me that maybe I don't see me. Mm. Yeah. You know, like that. That's all I'm saying. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you think because you're, you know, you are, like you said, a producer, you're, you know, you're, you're a high achiever. So, does that you think that doesn't does that make you on a does it seem it seems like that's one of the things that gets get, gets in the way because they're like, man, well, this person can produce at this level. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, should I even bother approaching this person? Right. Well, I mean, I think, you know, look at like Candy and Todd. Right. You know, Candy mm-hmm. is she might as well be a billionaire. OK. And Todd was the cameraman on the show, right? You know, Oprah and her her partner, you know, just whoever. But sometimes, you know, just because someone is a is a high producer or high achiever, that doesn't mean that there's certain things that need to be met, right? Like helping emotionally, helping them to continue to be be present, be a human. You know, a lot of high achievers. It, you see it in Hollywood all the time. But it happens day to day every day, right? Like, there's a lot of high achievers, a lot of high producers, a lot of people that are really good at quickly making things happen, ultimately commit suicide. Mm. It's because their brain can't stop, right? Their brain can't, they don't have really that something to latch onto to balance that constant motor, that Mm. constant whatever they see, you know? And so that's why it makes it ever the more important. Friendships, where that's why I said, show me where, where you see me that I don't see me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so something, even an example, one of my close friends told me, when you walk into a room, you don't just start what you have to say. You need to say hello and greet everyone. But to me, mm-hmm. I was on a mission. Yeah. You know, to them. Yeah, I was here for a reason. You, yeah. Can you empathize and say, what's up? Can you connect with people? Like, you know, and so that makes me, even if it's hard, because I'm like, I don't want to be seen right now. They saw in me that I needed to be seen, right? That makes that friendship ever the more important, no matter if they are currently working, they have their own business or whatever they do, they're a stay-at-home mom, you know? And so that's why really I made that because I think sometimes people, like you said, they think if somebody has a certain amount of money or a certain amount of achievements, you shouldn't talk to them. But normally that high achiever doesn't want to talk to you about their achievements. Mm. They won't talk to you about what they don't what, what they don't know yet, what you know, right? Like how mm-hmm. how do you sit and meditate for twenty minutes a day? You know mm-hmm. how are you how are you doing whatever it is that you're doing? How are you connecting with your kids? And it seems so easy for you. Mm-hmm. How are you making time to reach out to me? What even made you notice me? Because I didn't notice you or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that I got this goal. You know, yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of where it comes from. As a matter of fact, what even made you think to ask me did I eat today? Because I didn't even think of what I should eat today, and it's five o'clock. Interesting, and that you said that because that's, that's something I hadn't thought about too. Like you said, high achievers don't necessarily want to talk about the fact that they're high achievers. <laughs> and like they know 
that thing, right? Yeah. Um, that's that's very that's very very interesting, and I think it gives us another way to look at these things and approach people in situations where you may think this person has it in this one area, but there's also you know you may have something to teach that person. Absolutely, ten thousand percent. You probably do. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's you know a good frame of reference for us to think about now what what sent you in the direction like you, you got this you know you got this janitorial thing going on when did you wake up you just woke up one day and it's like you know what i'm gonna take over real estate i want to just do the real estate thing like what what sent you there what sent you in that direction so basically with that i actually wanted to do real estate first before I started the cleaning business. And at the time I was married. And again, like I said, I knew I was going to be a single mom, but there, you you know, with your partner, you share your dreams, right? You share your goals, whatever. And I had told that particular person, that partner, that I wanted to be a real estate agent. And that relationship was very competitive. You know, um, another thing about being with an achiever, sometimes it makes people, like you said, like they see the areas that maybe they don't achieve and they feel like they want to compete to be seen when I already see you. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but he went and ultimately got his real estate license and that crushed me. So I didn't do it for five years. I didn't. And I just said, okay, well, I'm not, because I don't want to compete with you. You know, I don't want to whatever. And then once the, once the coastal's good now, the divorce is done, I've healed up a little bit. That's still something I want to do. So, and as a matter of fact, you don't even look like you're that good at it. So I'm about to go back to do what I want to do. <laughs> I'm about to go back and do what I want to do and so I yeah. just say you know what I need to I need to do this like I have to do this for me because you know um, something that people say is like regret hurts more than failure mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of how I felt about it like I would I would always regret not giving it a go at real estate, I would always that would always eat at me. So let me just do it, and then I can move on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's important. You said something to me that's important. You actually said a couple of things right there. The first one is that how competing in a in a relationship will essentially just destroy a relationship yep. because you you just you you can't if you if the world is your it, you know people in the world are your competitors, and then you gotta come home. And also find a competitor. There's no rest. Yeah, you know you don't have that place to that to solace, rest. that peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think that's it. that's important. And two, the second thing I thought was interesting that you just said was you got the divorce, you healed some, and then the feeling was still there. Yeah. So it, it, you know, so you knew that's how you knew. Okay, this is something I really must want to do because yeah. you waited. You went and did something else. You Feel something completely different, you know, and then, yeah. and then it, you know, you still, it was still there. And then yeah. came back to it now and said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I think that that's amazing because it wasn't like, you know, I'm going to get divorced and just go run and yeah. do this. Oh, no, you did a whole different thing. Now, something else I know that you do is you coach other people. Yes. Um, I want you to talk about why that's, why do you do that? Like you, you have... Yeah, your place already full. You you know, you have all these other things. What makes you want to coach other people? Well, you know, I think the coaching thing came 
first of all, started with requests, right? Like people asking certain things and then having to learn to schedule time, right? And then ultimately that that started the coaching. Um, what keeps it going now, though, is relationship. You know, I'm such a relationship-based person that this all gets kind of like busy and, you know, like mundane and whatever. But getting to coach people, you get to build that relationship with them. You get to see them. And for me, you see, I'm, I'm really open. So they get to see me and um, getting to have that conversation where sometimes I say things that I didn't even know I was thinking or I hear somebody else say things. And I'm like, oh, I can piece that together real quick. You know, and I can solve their problem. And then sometimes they've helped me solve a problem too, right? And so it's it's important to me because there's the demand, right? And there's there's the how did you, how did you and even if I didn't know, sometimes people have asked me questions, how did I blah blah blah? And I'm like, dang, let me figure it out and I'll let you know, you know? And so that gives me a chance to lay out that blueprint so somebody else can do it again or I can do it again and do it better. They didn't even know how I did it the first time. And then second of all, now I have all these new intimate, vulnerable relationships, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, it's really important to me. I just thought about something while you were saying that, um, is there a, a, a ebook or anything coming soon? <laughs> so I have, I do have a book, but it's about construction cleanup. Uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to do something different though. And do something yeah. more about kind of what this conversation has been based around, not necessarily just the construction cleanup or the janitorial business, but like, you know, what do you, what do you do when times get rough, right? How do you continue to stay focused on your goal? What is your goal? Like those type of, what does it look like being a mom with a more, you know, like that more providing aspect, not necessarily being a housekeeper or I don't want to say it wrong because it's still very important, but, you know, not necessarily having that domestic side, how do you get comfortable with that? You know, I'll talk about those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can see I can see an ebook. <laughs> I mean, you know, for the because I mean, when you're saying that, it just it all it all it all makes sense. You you're already getting the questions, so you have kind of the data piece of it of what people um, want to know, and then you have your experience, your take on it. And I think it's your you know the way you talk is engaging. Is it, you got all the pieces for you know something to get done? So I would I would uh. I want to encourage you. I well, see that, you. and so I think I you've done that before, you right? That. You you've done an ebook. Yeah, I've done I've done three. I have a um, another book that's coming out this year that is is for a very niched audience. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, and I've I've it's been like two years in the making because I did children's books before, but yes. this is for the book that I have is for a very niched audience of men. That is uh, so cool. Yeah, okay, well then, I, yeah, yeah, I'm probably gonna need your help because that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. you did the. I knew you did the children's books. I didn't know you did other ebooks too. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a. I, I I look for you know where there's a need and then mm-hmm. where I have experience where I've learned some things and then the two combine. So I always ask this last question before I end the podcast, and my question to you would be. If someone came up to you right now and they are struggling to take action in their lives, what would you tell them? I would just ask them why why is whatever your goal is important to you? Why why does that need to happen? And you know, just like most people, anything that you connect to a why that's bigger than you, well, you'll do. You know, mm. and then me, I'm I'm really like I guess like story based. I don't know how you say. It. I think I was supposed to be like a 
I'm like an old dad or something. I always want to tell a story. <laughs> but, yeah. but I would tell Teach him. through parables. Yeah, like, you know. And so, but I would give him, you know, even when I told you about my goal of why I need Coastal to be at this that number by July or August, right? Like, why I need that? Because then I can get a nanny. Then I can then I can get the home prep service. Then I can make sure that I always have someone cleaning my own house, right? Then I can make sure I have certain things for my kids in place. And what that does is my ultimate why to that is free up time that I know that my kids are going to need with me. Not that they need it right now, but they're getting in sports and stuff, so they're going to need that time. They don't have time for me to be at the basketball game on the phone trying to close a deal. Mm-hmm. And so my why is making sure my kids feel important. My kids feel valued and loved. And so what is your why? Like what, you know, and then that, once you know your why, I think for me, not that it's a guilt trip, but it will eat you up if you don't do what you're supposed to do. You know, like what you know that you're supposed to do, that why will literally be like gnawing. So, you know, that's that's what I was, like, what is your true why? What is your highest why of this particular goal right now? Not necessarily for your whole life, but for this particular goal, why? Why do you need that? Mm. I think that's so amazing. It's it's almost like it's creating, like you said, your story base, but you're creating a story because you have to go through and really think about why do I need this? Why do I want this? Yeah. What will this do for my life? Yeah. And then allowing that to really seep into your heart because you're like you said, if you know that that's what it is, you know, you're going to feel something. Once you let that why seep into your heart, you're going to feel something yeah. when you're not like going after it. Yeah. Like when you're not trying to achieve it, like it, and it's, it's very interesting how that works. And I, I think I think about that. And when you were saying that, I thought about that in my own life, because this book should have been out last year, but it's been eating at me yeah. since, you know, I, I knew I should have finished it. So every yeah. day it eats at me a yeah. little more, a little more. Yeah. And so, OK, OK, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it because, yeah. you know, something you talked about earlier was that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right. Um you know, I didn't go to school. I don't have any right. thing for writing and all this stuff. So what makes me think that, you know, people, right. so we go through that, but we still got to keep showing up anyway. Yeah. And still do do it. And it's kind of fine. You, you found, when you first started out, you found the customer that you needed to find oh, yeah. to get your business going. And then you built it from there. The right people show up. Yeah. The right people take show up. The steps. Yeah. Take yeah. the steps. Samantha, I just want to thank you for coming on today. This has been an amazing, amazing episode. Uh, I think you dropped a lot of gems on your process, on the way you think, the way you see life, and just really what you've been able to accomplish and do is nothing but amazing. And then just the vulnerability you showed and just, you know, things you've had to deal with, you know, how you're trying to show up for yourself and how, you know, trying to show up for your kids and right. what you expose. I, I think it was amazing. And I think there's something that everyone can take from this conversation, no matter where you are on the journey of taking action. Thank you. Thank you. For yeah. You needed this. And it was, it was really good to just get to talk to you and get to, you know, think about those things that even you asked me and I'm just, I'm so grateful. So thank you. No problem. All right. This has been an episode of the Action Only Podcast. I hope you all have enjoyed. Enjoy the rest of your day.